Tzadi Ches, the da'af for the first day of Chol HaMayed Sukkis. So we pick it up on the bottom of Tzadi Zayin Amid Beis. We just finished learning a Mishnah in which the Mishnah differentiated between a woman selling part or all of her ksuba with relation to when she's going to forfeit her Mizaynes. The Tanakhama taught us that once she sells part of her ksuba, then she cannot sell the remainder only in Bazdin, which Rashi points out is really code words for teaching us that she no longer gets her mezaynes. The Gemara that we ended off with yesterday pointed out that this is Shitas Rav Shimon, that once she sells part of her ksuba, she loses her mezaynes. Picking up from that point, says the Gemara Lememra. This seemingly teaches us from the fact that Rav Shimon says that once she collects part of her ksuba, she lost her entire mizainis. That old Rav Shimon holds that mixes kasef is not kikola kasef. Let's look at Rashi to explain. Says Rashi seven lines to the bottom. Leyamina mixes kasef. She still has something. You do not say that since she still has mixas, therefore she still should have coal, and therefore she should still get mezaynis. So from the factor of Shimon El, the one she collects mixas, she loses her mezaynis. Shows that Rav Shimon does not hold mixas kasef kikol. That having mixas, that's the detail. It's a bit maybe counterintuitive to some. That having mixas is not like having kol. Again, one maybe would think that having mixas is like having kol, and therefore, if it's like having kol, what would that mean? That would mean she would still get mezaynis. Says Rav Shimon, no, having mixas is not like having kol, and therefore she does not get mezaynis. Says the Gemara. That's what it sounds like. Rav Shimon holds. and and by default, Rabbanan are going to hold. Amri mixes the kol But asks the Gemara if that detail is true that the machlek is Rav Shimon and Rabbanan is whether we say having part is like having whole or not. We learned the exact opposite. Eight lines on the bottom. Said these ayin of the base. The tani of the antenna brayso. Voisha bivzuleho. It says in the pasuk running going God marrying a woman that he. Wife with her besulim, prat that excludes the bagarish akolu besula divi rabbi meir says rameir a bagaris even though bagaris has part of her besulim intact still kolu that comes to exclude by bagarish akolu besula whereas if laws are virav shimin of course that's the name we're looking for machshirin be bagaris rav shimin holds that since a bagaris has part of her besulim. That's tantamount to having kol bisulim. So what's Rav Shimon holding? Mixas is kikol. So says the Gemara, you just told me that Rav Shimon holds mixas is not kikol. Part is not like having all, having part of her ksuba is not like having her ksuba, therefore she cannot get mezainais. But we learned in the price of the opposite. Answers the Gemara, an answer that I'm sure is a little bit inkling and irking people that the comparison between these two cases is not so simple. Hasam Bikrai Bligi over there by the Kain Gadol. We're learning up a Basik. It's a Machlaik as Rameir versus Rav Lazar of Shimin. How to learn up the Basik of Huisha Bibisuleho. 
There are mayors of Rebesula, Avila mixes Besulim. Meaning, the details over there have nothing to do with the Machlaikas of Mixas Kasef, Kikola Kasef. Has nothing to do with the Yisaitis, the Kadina of Shimon, that having part is like having all. Because over there, it says in the Torah, Vuisha, Bibisulaha. So our mayor holds, when the Torah says the word Bisulaha, that kind of last Mary of Besulaha, I feel it makes us Besulim. Bisulaha. When you use the word bisula, her bisulim, adika kulu, she has to have entirely. Bisulim, bibisuleo, bikadarkin shalom, kadarkalai. The fact that it says bibisuleo, that teaches us that she has to lose her bisulim, bikadarka. But if she loses them, shalom, kadarka. If she was ma'anist, or bia shalom, kadarka, she's still allowed to marry Kongadol, says Ramir. Rav Elazar, Rav Shimon, Zavri, bisula, shalema, mashma. Number one is where Bisula comes to teach me a complete Bisula. Bisula, I feel it makes us Bisula. And then as we turn over to today's Daftar, I've said the Chazam and Aleph. Bibisula, she called Bisula, Kaimin. Bibisula teaches you, you have to have them all intact. The highlighting is not working. Apologize. Okay. Okay. I don't know what's going on over here. I guess we'll have to do this without the highlighting. Bain Bikidarka, Bain Shaloi Kidarka. Bisuleo teaches us she has to have all her ksulim, ksulim, whether kedarka, shalai kedarka. So the Gemara concludes that you're trying to ask a kasha on the sheet of Rav Shimon from this brisa. This brisa has absolutely nothing to do with Rav Shimon, says the Gemara. And rather, this brisa, the machlekes of Shimon and Rameir, is a sidebar machlekes, how to learn up the Pasuk in the Torah that says, Vuisha bibisuleo, teaching us that, uh, with what level, excuse me, a Kain Gadol has to marry a Besula. And as the Tab Rashi points out, Besula Kayamim, Lenin Bi'ila Shaloi Nivala, Filu Shaloi Kedarka. Okay, let's continue. Two lines down. I he, okay, I apologize. The highlighting has mysteriously stopped working, so we're going to have to leave it and move on. Says the Gemara, let's continue upon this theme of whether. Partial payment of the ksuba, like we learned in the Mishnah, when she collects part of it, does that disallow her from getting the mezainais as we saw machlekes in the Mishnah? Says the Gemara, so there was a woman. There was a woman that grabbed a kisa de kaspa, a silver goblet for ksuba. And as the second Rashi points out, and there was not a sheer ksuba. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to get this uh, highlighting in place because it's messing up the screen. So we're just going to leave it. And again, anyone who's following from their screens shall see that we're three lines down. Okay, you know, we'll zoom a little bit deeper in. That should help. And that's all. Okay. There was a woman that grabbed the silver goblet and then afterwards she claimed and as again the second Rashi points out that the silver goblet was not worth her entire ksuba. This is a case of a woman that collected partial payment of her ksuba now she wants mezaynis. Says Rava go and pay her mezaynis. Lest the chash l'hadr of shimin Damar, because no one holds the opinion of Rav Shimon that says, and therefore she does not forfeit her right to, to the Mezainais, and rather, even though she collected part of her Ksuba, she still gets the Mezainais. Shalalei Rabba, bring the Rabba, the Rabba, eight lines down, sends Rabba, 
the son of Rav Travasi, Mecharesh Loibebezdin, Sricha Shavua, or Ain Sricha Shavua. Continuing this theme of a woman selling the estate, the Almana selling the estate, Shaloi Bebezdin, not in Bezdin, asks Rabbah, does she need to subsequently swear? As Rashi, two lines into the Rashi's, or three lines in, says, Shaloi Kavsa Yaser. Does she have to make a Shavua? I didn't collect anything else, or not? Ask the Gemara, Why are you asking if she has to make a Shavua? Why don't you ask? Does she need to announce that she is selling the Ksuba? Amar so we responded, Achroza, Loikami Whether she needs to announce that she's selling the Ksuba, that wasn't a Shaila. Why not? Evaluated a field of the estate. And she says, oh, that field is worth a thousand dollars. Oh, my Ksuba is a thousand dollars. I'm going to take the field in payment on my Ksuba. What she does is meaningless. She cannot go and collect that field. It's not considered that she took ownership and it still belongs to the same. So explains the Gemara. Hey, dami, what is this case? If she made an announcement, who wants to come and buy this field? And then instead of selling it for the thousand dollars, she says, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to take it for myself. Says the Gemara. Am I loyal of like clumps? So why doesn't that work? That's a very good classical case that it's why she has to sell it and then take the thousand dollars to save Vic. So if she made a chroz, if she announced it, of course it's a good. So for the fact that the price that says it's not good, what must the case be that she did not sell it? And from here we see, because she took it for herself, that's why it doesn't work. But if she sold it to someone else, then it would work. So says the Gemara, we seemingly have a raya that she does not need to announce it. We just asked, why are you, Rabbah, having a Shailah about Shavuah? Why don't you, Rabbah, ask if she has to make a Achraza? Explains the Gemara. You know why? Because it's clear that she does not have to make a Achraza. As we see clearly from this, Raisa, Deloy Achriz, and it's going to work. Says the Gemara, no. Really, I'll tell you, the Achriz. Really, she did make the achraza. Really, she did announce that she's going to sell it. Uda'amri And the, so if she announced that she's selling it, so ask the Gemara, so why does it not work? Why do we just say that it would not work? What's the problem? Just like she could sell it for $1,000 and take the cash, why can't she just take it for herself? So, excuse me. And the reason why it does not work is because the Yosemim could say to her, who accepted this for you? As Rashi says, two lines into the narrow lines, who accepted this sale? And therefore, there's no mechanics that allows this piece of land to leave the Rishos of this Yisayimim and goes into her own Rishos. But in this scenario that she sold it to someone else, then there's someone else that made an acquisition, and then it's going to work. So explains the Gemara, 
that really I can tell you that she made an announcement and still it's not going to work for herself. And the Gemara proves this detail. There was someone that they were mafke, they gave the pekad, and they gave a deposit by him, a cup of uh, some uh, wood of Yisayman. She went and she evaluated it for herself. For 400 jizos. He accurate went up, come to mail. Also, came the Rava and Amarle, Man Zamacha. Rava said, Shkoyach, you went and you evaluated and you took the value for yourself. Who told you you could do that? So we see that there's a precedent for this Yisaid that we could tell her, just like we could tell these people who took it for yourself. And therefore proves the Gemara that really we do not have a raya whether it's a chraza or not would work or not. Says the Gemara of Elchasa Solomaisa. At the end of the day, we have two Shailos. Does she need to make a Shavu if she sells it out to the Bezdin? And would she need to make a Achraza? And says the Gemara of Elchasa Tzricha Shavua, the Einai Tzricha Achraza. So concludes the Gemara that yes, we would make her swear, but no, she does not have to announce before she sells this piece of land. And rather, she could just evaluate it and take it for herself. And we continue with the Mishnah on the bottom of Sadiqasa Aleph. Again, apologies as to the lack of highlighting. I'm not sure what happened over here. Almana We have an almana. Her husband dies. And her ksuba is 200 bucks. So what does she do? She goes to the state of her late husband and she sells a field for, that was worth $100 for $200. She got a good buyer. Oi, or the opposite. Shava masayim. She takes a field that's worth 200 Bimana. She sells it for 100 so, two different ways that there was some level of a $200 Ksuba collection over here. Either the field was actually worth $200, or no, the field was worth $100, and she sold it for $200. Says the Mishnah, Niskabla Ksubasa. In both cases, it's considered that she got her Ksuba, even though one case she walks in with $200, which is what her Ksuba was, and one case she only walked in with $100. Says the Mishnah, she accepts her ksuba. The Gemara will explain. Let's say her ksuba was 100. And she took a piece of land that was worth 101 and sold it for 100. Machra bottle. The sales bottle. Even if she says, I'm going to return the dinar to the Yarshim. What's the problem? Still, machra bottle. Says the Mishnah, she took land of 101. She's only entitled to 100. The Mechira is bottle. Continues the Mishnah on the first wide line. Rashbag, Oimer, says with Shimon Gamliel. No. Says with Shimon Gamliel. In all these scenarios, really the sale is valid. Ad, unless, unless she so much undersold that there should have been a piece of field left over that produces nine kav. Or a beginner who's a garden, Paschatika that produces a half a cup. That's the man that has to be left over. Meaning, says her Shimming Amlil, if she undercut, if she sold, um, if she took 101 and sold for 100, that's fine. The only case where it's not going to be fine, says her Shimming Amlil, is if she, in all cases, excuse me, says her Shimming Amlil, the machr is going to be kayum. Unless there should have been left in this field a value that has a din of a field onto itself. If it would have been nine kav left over, 
then it has a din of a field on itself, and that's too much. Now, of course, as we're going to see, Rav Shimon Gamliel, actually, excuse me, now as we're going to see, Rashi already points out right over here, that even according to Rav Shimon Gamliel, of course she has to return the excess. She took too much. Her ksuba is only 100. Who gave her the right to go and grab 101? Or 105? That's fine. But says, so she's avada going to have to return the excess. But Rav Shimon Gamliel holds... She'll return the excess. However, the seal stands unless she mamish took way too much that there would have been a full field left over to the Yarshim. So if Ksuba is 400 Zos, and she sells one field, a $100 field for $100, another $100 field for $100, then really that happened three times. So $300 field, she sells for $100 a piece, collecting $300. And the fourth field, and the fourth field, she grabs too much. The fourth field, she sells 101 for 100 So this is very similar to the previous case of Shem Gamliel, but this is the case of the fourth field. Says the Mishnah... The final sale is bottle, but the first three sales is kaim. Okay, so that's the Mishnah. End of the Mishnah. This uh, Rabbi Kiva, Rishim Gamliel, what exactly is the Chiddush Rabbi Kiva? Excuse me, the final case of the Mishnah. We have to see what the Chiddush is. But let's get on to there. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. Let's go into that first case which of course was, was a bit difficult. She sells 100 for 200 or 200 for 100. Said the Mishnah, in both cases she has accepted her Ksuba. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. If she sells a $200 field for $100, why is it that it's as if she got her Ksuba even though she only walks away with $100? Ta'am rilak the same insider at afsadata. Shav avet af, excuse me, at ifsarato. You lost. You took this field that was worth two hundred bucks. You sold it for hundred dollars. I'm sorry that you only walked away with hundred dollars, but you caused loss to yourself, and therefore, there's nothing we could do for you. But I asked the Gemara. I don't understand. So when she takes a field of hundred and she sells it for two hundred, nami tema anaravachna. So she should be able to say back to the assignment, just like before you said, I lost, because we're going to go with what the value of the field was. So right now, the value of the field is 100. Who cares that I sold it for 200? I'm a good businesswoman. I should get the extra 100. And you have to still pay me $100 of the Ksuva. Says Rav Nachman, Rav Ravua, as we turn over to Sadiqas Amirat Beis. Kan Shana Rabbi. Here Rabbi taught us, Here Rabbi taught us, and as we'll see, this is going to be Rabbi learning like the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. Everything goes to the Baal Hamais. So let's see one Rashi, which really paved the way for this whole Ahmed Beis, a nice short Ahmed Beis. Says the second Rashi in the Ahmed, Someone sells a shliach, someone sends a messenger to the marketplace to buy something for him. And he buys for cheap. I gave Reuven a hundred bucks. They tell him, please go to the shuk and buy me a hundred apples. We'll have to see if this case is precise. 
But let's leave that for now. And he goes to the shuk and he finds apples, not for a dollar a piece, but rather, for, excuse me, I told him to buy a hundred dollars of apples. And he finds apples for, I shouldn't say that. Let's, let's, let's not be too precise in the case. I say to buy a hundred apples, let's say. And he finds apples for 50 cents. So he goes and he only spends 50 bucks. So who makes the extra $50? That's the question. One of the cases that he bought extra apples or he returned the money. Whatever the case is, who gains in such a scenario? So says, Rebbe, Kan Shana Rebbe, Hakol Lebal Hamois. The one that is the owner of the money, the Mishaleach, the sender, myself in the case that we just said, I gain not Reuven. Kid Tanya has learned in Abraisa. Again, we're on the top line of Sadi Chasim base. Apologies, the highlighting is still not working. If he adds on one of his own, so Rav Yudah argues, and Rav Yudah says, in a scenario similar to that which we just said, says Rav Yudah, if the Shliach walks away with more than he was supposed to, he gets an extra apple, let's call it. The Shliach wins, he gets the extra, says Rav Yudah. Rav Yudah, they split it. They get an extra apple, they split a 50-50. Before we continue proving this is the sheet of Rebbe, the Gemara interjects and asks, Tanya, we learned in a price of Rebbe So what does Rebbe Yaisi hold? Does Rebbe Yaisi hold we split it? Or does Rebbe Yaisi hold everything goes to the owner of the money, the Mishalech, the sender? If we're dealing with something that has a set amount, then that is going to be the case the Rav Yaisi is going to say that you split it. If it's something that is always sold at a set price, then Rav Yaisi holds, you split the profit. But, if we're dealing with something that does not have a set price, Rashi's example, 15 lines into Rashi, is for example a garment. This is the days before mass producing garments. So when you bought an article of clothing, you evaluated each one onto what is the price of this of this item. So in such a scenario, that's where Rabbi Yesi would say, I tell you to go buy me a jacket, and you get a good deal on the jacket. Who gates? I, the sender. So Kan Shana Rabbi, Rabbi learned that this is going to be the case, that everything goes to the Balamais, like the opinion of Rav Yaisi, and Amr Papa says Rav Papa, Hilchasa indeed, what we just said is the Allah, if there's a separate Chalk and we split it, says the Gemara Maika Mashlon, what is the Chiddush of Rav Papa? The Chiddush of Rav Papa is that the differentiation that we just made in the sheet of Rav Yaisi, that when it's a set value, we split it. When it's not a set value, then the Balamais, the sender wins, is a correct differentiation, and that is the Psaqalacha, and that's going to answer up for, for what we're learning by us. So, Yibayilahu, we continue with a new Shailah. We're about 12 lines down. The first word in line is Amar. Amar lei, zaven li litcha. I tell a shliach, please go buy me one letach of field. Va'azal v'zaven lei kura. And he goes and he buys for me a kur, two letachs of the field. My, my, what is the story in such a scenario? Moisiv al is the story that, excuse me, I didn't tell him to buy, excuse me. Zavinli litcha, sell for me a letach. And Rashi points out that a letach is a, is a chatzi kur, is a half a kur. 
And instead of selling for me a letach, he sold for me a whole core. So what is the halacha now? My, Moisev al do we say the shlich added on to my words? And he sold the first half. So that part is a good acquisition. And the second part is not, because I never gave him a shush to sell that. Or maybe the shliach is transgressing my words, my, me being the Mishalech's words. And and even the first latach is not kaina. So I asked the Gemara, fundamental shayla, I tell my shliach, please sell for me. Let's just use easier numbers. We'll use a half an acre of land. And he goes and he sells a full acre of land. Do we say that the shliach is adding on to that which I said to him? I said to sell a half an acre. And he sold the whole acre. So the first half an acre that he sold, that's a good sale. The second half an acre is not. Or do we say no? I told him to sell a half an acre. And he went and he sold a whole acre. So the whole sale is null and void. That is the shayla of the Gemara. Omer Rav Yaakov Narpokim Nishmid Ravina says Rav Yaakov Narpokim in the name of Ravina Toshima I'll bring you a rayim. Omer Balabai Sleshuchai Balabai tells his messenger Ten Lohen Chatichol Archin Give one piece to the guests Vu Omer Tulushtayim and he went to the guests and he sold them to take two Vehei Not Lushalayish and the guests ate three so I tell the Shliach give them one piece of meat. And we're talking about a piece of meat that that um, is of hektish, and the shliach goes and gives him two pieces of meat of hektish, and then the the guests, the gluttonous guests, eat three pieces of meat of hektish. Says this brisa kulon malu, all three. I, the shliach, and the guests are all mile. Mile, of course, means ivrim ila. We misused hektish properties, so I told him to eat one. To give them one. He told them they could take two. And they took three. Says the Braisa, everyone has transgressed. Proves the Gemara. If you're going to tell me that he adds on to my words. I told him one. He added on two, which means one of what I said. And now he adds on an extra one. Then it makes sense that I transgressed Mi'ilah. I misused Hektish property of the first one. The Shliach misused Hektish property of the second one. The guests misused Hektish property of the third one. If you're going to tell me that when the Shliach says two, he's transgressing my words. It's not considered that he said one plus one. It's considered a new commandment that he said two. So why is it considered that I, the Baal Bayis, is over me, Eli? I didn't do anything. But to now we learn to the Mishnah. If the Shliach does the Shliach, if I send the Shliach to use Hektish property and he listens to me, then I transgress. If the Shliach does not do what I said, then Shliach Mal. Then the Shliach is one that transgressed Mila. So seemingly the Gemara proves that it must be that it's considered adding on to my word. From the fact that we see that all three of us transgress Mila must be that he did not transgress my words because then he would be the only one that's over. But from the fact that we're seeing we all are committing Mila, we're all misusing Ektish property, must be that the way we view it is that we each, that he's adding on to my words. Says the Gemara, You know, it's a funny case, that's why you can't bring it right from this case. The Sheikh says, Take one piece of meat, because that's what the Baal Bayi said. I take another piece of meat, one's on the house, 
One's Amida Shliach Medaiti, and then Rishak Inutlas. And then they took three. So that's the reason why all three of them are Ivramila, the all three of them transgressed misusing Hektish property. But not necessarily do we have any proof as to our Shaila that we're trying to figure out that when I tell the Shliach to do something and he goes and he does more than that which I said, whether it's considered adding on to my words or not. So Tashima, the Gemara tries to bring another proof. Says the Gemara, if she has a ksuba vamana and she sells 101 for 100, the sale is bottle. My love, says the Gemara, is the case that Tomba Zavin Shavimana Vidinar, Bimana Vidinar. Seemingly the case is that she took a piece of field of 101 and she sold it for 101. Umay bimana. And what did the Mishnah mean that she sold it for a mana? What that meant was mana shallah. Meant that she keeps a mana. Umay afilu. And what does it mean even if she says she's going to return the excess? Afilu yemer's excess adina liyarshim bedina mikar kai. Even if she says, I'll turn up, I'll return a piece of land to the yarshim. Vikatani. And what did the Mishnah say? Machrabatal. The Mishnah taught us that the sale is no good. So says the Gemara, Amar that's not the case. The case is, is that she undervalued the land. She sold 101 for a hundred. Says the Gemara, as we turn over for a moment to Sadi Tesem and Beis, and actually, truth is, we're not going to turn over for a moment to Sadi Tesem and Alf, because now the Gemara is going to prove that that's not the case, that the case cannot be Bidaizel. Why? Because And therefore, we're going to have to come on to a new way of learning it. But just to point out again, the Gemara wanted to bring a proof from this, from our Mishnah, that when a Shliach sells more than he's allowed to, then the entire sale is void. Because we saw in our Mishnah, she seemingly is selling 101 for 101. And the Mishnah said, Machrabatl. So the Hava mean of the Gemara's Raya was that anytime one sells something more, then it's Batl. The Gemara's answer is no. She didn't sell more, but rather she just undervalued. She sold 101 for 100. And that's the reason why it's Machrabatl. But we do not necessarily have a Raya to our case that when someone transgresses the words of the Mishaleach, we'll pick it up from the top of Sadi Tesem